All right. <clears throat> Welcome back. Um, we are here uh, with episode 12 of the uh, Beyond the Bar podcast. Uh, I'm here with my, my co-host, Aaron. How's Coach it going? Um, fresh off a, a weekend of, of F1 for Coach Davis. Yeah, man. A lot of a lot of sun, <laughs> a lot of speed, and sunburn. <laughs> Fast cars and hot suns, huh? Yeah. All right, there we go. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's Monday. You guys are going to be catching this on Tuesday, but we're recording here on Monday. So, uh, uh, due to popular demand, we're gonna we're gonna do another question and answer segment. Um, so we've had we've been gathering some questions around the gym, and uh, we got three three questions that we're gonna touch on today and uh, try to get some answers for you, try to make things a little bit more clear in terms of uh, some of the stuff that we do, and uh, and yeah, we're just going to kind of roll from there. Um, announcements before we get started, uh, CrossFit Classics is this Saturday, um, and uh, so that's going to be this Saturday. It's going to be from 9 to noon. Um, we are going to have some open gym time available from from eight to ten in the morning for folks that that want to come in and get a get a workout in um, that aren't doing the classics, but uh, we'd love everybody to come out and um, uh, support everybody. We're doing it doing it on Saturday this time to uh, try to accommodate some of the athlete open folks that uh, that were uh, having come in from out of town as a uh, as kind of a rain check for the uh, the delay that we had or or the cancellation of the final workout there at the athlete open. So, uh, so those, those, those guys that were competing in the athlete open, um, we've got a, a good bunch of them coming in to, uh, to come get one more workout with us, um, this Saturday. Uh, we're also Thursday. We're doing a happy hour, um, a little Woodrow steak night, always a good time. Uh, really encourage, uh, anybody, especially if, uh, if you're newer to the gym, uh, to come out to that happy hour, meet a few people, uh, kind of be a part of the community, and uh, have a great steak and, uh, and good drink prices, right? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's going to be this Thursday night. Folks usually start getting there um, after the five thirty class, so around like six thirty or seven, and then um, everybody kind of trickles in. That's that's been up here for the uh, the six thirty and the seven thirty class um, afterwards. So, uh, highly recommended if you haven't if you haven't been or if you haven't been to one in a while. Um, it's always good just to see everyone come on out and and uh, have some good. Uh, Good American beef and uh, and a, a few drinks and, and meet your fellow uh, your fellow uh, uh, fitness enthusi- enthusiasts, if you will. Um, and then, last but not least, we are uh, doing holiday hours uh, next week. Uh, so just uh, check the website for for the specifics on that. Um, we'll have a group that's heading out to the uh, turkey trot on uh, on Thursday morning, um, the morning of Thanksgiving, and so. Uh, so we, that's a kind of a tradition that we always do. Boone will be out there in a bright pink shirt. So if you can uh, if you can find somebody, it's always a little bit difficult uh, catching everybody together. So uh, um, we're telling folks to just wear a bright pink. And if you see somebody else in a bright pink shirt, um, hopefully it's a it's a fellow CrossFit Austin. Or if it's a stranger, just run with a stranger too. It's a good time to uh, <laughs> another another place to meet people, if you will. Uh, so uh, so that's going to be on Thursday. Um, information on that should be on the website as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Anything else, Aaron, on your front? Man. Can't think of anything. Uh, well, th- th- we do have an announcement with the Southside folks, and their uh, Coach Aaron and Coach Thomas are going to now be 
filling your uh, your off week, your your off podcast week with uh, some yeah, podcasting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, with, with some more podcasting. <laughs> with some more po- yeah. I, Aaron just had a deer in the headlight look. Uh, like, what, what am I? What, what, what am what, I? About what am to I doing? Right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no, no, they, yeah, those guys are gonna they're gonna try to try to do a little bit more podcasting for us. So we have a. Uh, another more south side focused um, podcast uh, on on our off weeks that we're not doing the the Beyond the Bar CFA podcast. So uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, hopefully they'll get their first one uh, knocked out this week and have that rolling for you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No, no, nope. got no, no, gotcha. No, no, no more curveballs. Yeah, no. <laughs> we're we'll stick from to the script from here on out. Um, Okay, so uh, we had a lot of questions come in. Um, we've picked three today. Um, as everyone knows, our curfew on the podcast is 30 to 40 minutes. So uh, we'll try to get through all three of these questions. Uh, if we don't, then uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, catch them, we'll catch them up on the next one. But I, I think we can get through, get through all these guys. There's some pretty good questions. So the first one that I wanted to... Uh, uh, that we want to start with is um, how do wads with things like a 2K row tie into a strength week? Um, and I think that's in, in reference to, uh, you know, kind of we put some notes in, in into the program as to uh, uh, what each kind of phase and cycle of the program is. Um, and part of that is, uh, uh, is, is my fault. Uh, I think on the website we had – strength base as the the phase that we're in and it should always be a, a strength and aerobic base um since we're we're we are doing a uh you know a, a general um cross fit style fitness where where we're never going to go straight to a, a straight strength week and a straight conditioning week right we're always going to have a little bit of mix of both um but that said it's still a good question because uh you, you know so if we are focused on on base strength, um, you know, what mixes well with, with strength work, um, that we can do to kind of complement that. If that's our focus when, within the context of the program, you know, how can we couple that with conditioning that complements it, that doesn't take away from it. And so I think that's really, uh, uh, the crux of the question there is, you know, we're, we're doing this kind of longer aerobic work, which traditionally Aaron would be considered, uh, counterintuitive with a uh, with a, a strength program or or trying to make strength gains. No, for sure. And then like um, you know, and it'd, be, it'd be nice to say that it did interfere, right? So you wouldn't have to do any two K rows anymore, you know, after some strength weeks. But but yeah. the, but ultimately, when we look at uh, you know the aerobic uh, workouts that we do give you on, like say strength on strength uh, weeks or strength emphasis, or even if we're just we're always having a strength emphasis, like Wes said, but um, you know it blends well because if you think about it, just like just muscles themselves, okay, uh, fatiguing. And obviously, if you're lifting weights, you're going to have a lot of these like fast twitch fibers that are just uh, doing the brunt of the work. Um, and you don't want to go into a wad that's really heavy or really intense or fast moving because then you'd be using the same fibers. Therefore, you'd be fatiguing even more so. Uh, the same fibers and at different rates, and you might not get the compensate or the the adaptation you want. So, instead, if we can hit you hard with the strength stuff and then use slow twitch fibers like on a 2K row, um, then you get kind of a cycling of fibers, and therefore you keep most of your fiber pool pretty fresh throughout the week without taxing one uh, more than the other. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, so when we look at it, we 
you know, we try to, to, to blend stuff and, and, uh, kind of, um, create this balance throughout the week that, uh, that gives us the right dose of, of each exercise. And, and what we see is that, uh, the more, uh, I guess, easy, if you will, right? Not easy. Maybe it's not the best uh, answer, but kind of this just aerobic breathing work where we're not hands on our knees, panning and, and uh, feeling like our life is flashing before our eyes on the ground mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, it makes a lot well, a lot better because the, the, what happens is you also, are, it helps you recover a little bit too, um, from session to session. Um, so instead of constantly beating ourselves down, we do something which is, would be considered intense, right? With the, the strength side of things. And then we couple something that is, um, going to be less intense from a, uh, kind of a central to nervous system and, oh, sure. um, like muscle fiber recruitment, uh, standpoint, like Aaron said, um, so we cycle those two around, you go hard, you come back down nice and easy. It's a little bit longer. We're looking to breathe we're looking to be steady, looking to be consistent. Um, so, uh, so yeah. And, and honestly, you, you see a lot of, you know, you know, there's a lot of information out there that says, like we talked about before that you can't, you know, condition and make strength gains. Right. Um, but you know, so Aaron was telling me about, a uh, some research that he was reading about. Um, lately, and tell us a, tell us a little bit about that. Well, just that uh, you know, you kind of your body has these uh, obviously hormones. So in other words, your hormones react uh, are a um, you know they pretty much uh, upregulate, or there's more of them in your blood system depending on the stress that you that uh, the exercise that you're doing um, you know kind of elicits. And so if we look at this, is that if you go over an hour, it's kind of more of a catabolic. So therefore, you'll kind of have a little bit more cortisol in the system. It'll start eating away muscle, okay? So if you go for this kind of long aerobic stuff, like you see all these people on Town Lake that might run for like hours or whatever, it actually starts eating away muscle just because it's a, it's a way of thinking. Uh, I always think of it as like, well, if you need to travel far distance, your body's going to realize that, hey, it's easier to travel light than it is to travel heavy, okay? And <laughs> yeah. so it kind of, kind of um, adapts to that kind of uh, exercise. And so as long as we keep it below an hour and... And at a at a good intensity, um, you know, there's not going to be a lot of interference when it when it comes to strength. And and when you do hear people say you can't really have both, okay, they, they sometimes probably just don't know what they're talking about. I mean, just to be honest, our fitness industry is just kind of weird. Uh, you can blend both together. You just have to realize that they're you know both of those have to be within the margins. Obviously, you can't put a hundred you know mile weekend and then also. Uh, you know, try to be the world's best uh, power lifter. All right, there's there's going to have to be some give and take, but you can do both in two pretty a, a pretty you know damn good degree. Uh, you know, if you're really adamant about getting both. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think also you know I, traditionally people look at um, aerobic work or quote unquote cardio, and you know before you know before kind of CrossFit came around what what is everybody's view of that that's just running right yeah and so uh you know doing things like exercise selection comes into play with this as well um sitting on a rower where there's not additional you know uh the the stress of the body pounding the pavement right it's more of a fluid um motion right you're not having to um propel yourself forward you're not having to have this jolting this constant jolting on your, on your, uh, you know, your ligaments, tendons, and joints. Um, so, uh, using that kind of stuff for aerobic work also tends to blend better with a, uh, a strength program, 
um, just because you don't have the mechanical wear and tear mm-hmm. that you get with, um, like Aaron said, you know, putting in five, 10 miles down around town lake. And same thing, you know, if, if we had a swimming pool, you know, I would do the same thing in the swimming pool. I'd say, you know, I'd, I'd use that just like the rower. We, you know, we're, we're a little limited in the variety that we can get in terms of cyclical aerobic work. Um, because we've got, you know, basically we've got, uh, you know, running and we've got rowing and a little bit of biking. Um, if, if we're doing more individualized stuff, but, uh, but so when you look at that, you see that there, you know, you don't have as much mechanical stress as, as running and putting lots of miles on, on your body um, creates with, with that specific exercise selection, um, if that makes sense. And even when we look at stuff that's longer with lots of different variants, so um, if you've got, uh, you know, burpees, kettlebell swings, rowing and jump roping, right? You know, there's there's a lot of different, you're, you're displacing all the stress on the mechanical stress on the, on, on the, the body and the muscles and the joints um, differently. So there's not this constant kind of overuse that you get with a uh, traditional, you know, putting in, putting in the miles, if you will, um, aerobic work. Yeah, no, for, for sure. And, and that's the thing about running. Running is very much eccentric loading. In other words, that uh, if you uh, look at your ligaments, um, you know, tendons, your fascial systems that, that encase your muscles. If you look at those, those are pretty much springs, right? And so, and they're, they're highly in tune with your central nervous system. So the more you use that, like in running, in other words, every step you're kind of bounding, that means the more kind of nervous system stress, that means more ligament. And that, that kind of comes at a harsh, um, you know, I would say like an, a harsh stress to the body. And so, and if you look at most of the research, especially when it comes to concurrent strength and conditioning and endurance, that's adding both in, you're looking at running to be about 10 miles a week, you know, 10 to under, you can get away with pretty good strength gains and still get in some pretty, you know, uh, you know, some, some good running. Anything over that, you're probably going to have, uh, maybe some negative adaptations when it comes to, uh, you know, making strength gains with that, with that kind of volume and, and running specific stuff. It's a great thing about the rower, like Wes said, and, and, the, and cycling, it's all concentric, right? It's all pushing. It's not really bounding or absorbing force. It's just, uh, it's just pushing one way. So, and that's what the reason why we utilize it, uh, you know, quite a bit. And even with my own personal training clients, I mean, uh, they, they know that some days being on a, on an air nine for 45 minutes, is just kind of commonplace. So, right. Yeah, and then the the last last point on this, not to to kind of beat the dead horse here, but uh, you know this is also important when we look at you know the intent of what we're trying to do. Um, so uh, when we're when we're approaching this stuff, especially like this aerobic work, you hear your coaches say, uh, you know, control your breathing, uh, try to be consistent. Um, don't, don't go over the red line. That's all, you know, everybody that's been to one of my classes, they, they know all about the red line. Right. Um, and so, uh, so, you know, shifting our mindset on some of this longer stuff as, you know, not, you know, who can do the most work in the smallest amount of time. Right. And who can like push themselves to do the most work in the smallest amount of time. Um, but also on the flip side of that, you know, who can put the most work in, with almost the least amount of effort, right? When we're trying to, when we're trying to build this big aerobic base to kind of go with our strength, you know, you should be able to move and move consistently without, again, you know, being, you know, back down on the floor, seeing stars, right? And so if, if you're coming in today's that are 2k rows and you're just going as hard as you can and, and panting and, you know, uh, making sweat angels all over the ground, 
you know, maybe take a step back and, and reassess what our what our intent should be with this stuff. We want to be consistent. We want to be able to move, and we want to be be steady. We want and we want to have a nice steady pace, nice steady breathing as we go through some of this aerobic stuff, um, and being able to approach it in that manner as opposed to just balls to the wall. I'm gonna push until I I rip the the cord out of the rower and I, I can't see straight. Right? Yeah. No, for sure. You guys gotta. You have to kind of like utilize what the programming is to the to the max, right? So if if uh, you know, and if you don't know for some reason, if you if you if you're if maybe you, you look at the workout, and you're like, well, I don't know what this is. Ask one of the coaches; they will they will definitely guide you through it so that you can get the literally the best workout you can for that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, um, moving on. Let's see. Um, our second question. <laughs> Why do we do so many walking lunges, and then how do walking lunges contribute to everything else we do? Um, well, and so the first thing I will say to that is that, uh, one, a lunge, uh, in my opinion, it falls into this kind of uh, primal movement category, right? So, you know, you have to be able to squat, we should be able to press, we should be able to pull, um, we should be able to pick things off the ground. Um, you should be able to lunge forward and control your weight unilaterally on your feet, if that makes sense, right? So uh, I like to think of it if you're a, if you're a fencer or you're you're dueling someone, you have to lunge forward to try to to get that. If you're trying to kill a saber tooth tiger, right, you have to lunge forward and stab him with the spear, right? So um, you know those are kind of silly examples, but just to kind of get in your head, hey, this is an, an actual primal movement. Being able to have balance when we're in kind of this uneven plane of our body with this unilateral movement, um, and so, and so that brings it to the second point is that it really is it's about balance, right? So um, we do a lot of stuff that we would consider uh, bilateral, so moving um, two limbs at the same time in the same plane, um, and so to make sure that we are not favoring one side or the other or overcompensating for things, we try to create some um, some balance by utilizing single arm, single leg, unilateral exercises. Yeah. And if, and if just to break down the lunge further, if we look at it, um, there's a lot of reasons why I use it in general. But even uh, if we look at it just unweighted and we just watch people move, okay, I want to see, um, you know, the hips underneath the shoulders. I want to see how somebody uh, keeps their torso angle vertical, uh, you know, as they go through it, are they getting to extension? In other words, when you stand up from that lunge, is that, uh, say if, if your left foot is the one lunging out forward and you're standing up as you stand up, are you getting to hip extension in the sense that your glute comes back and contracts, or are you, are you just kind of rolling over, uh, that hip that tells me that, uh, you might have some glute amnesia, uh, you know, <laughs> or, you know, maybe your glute contractions aren't controlling the hip very well. You know, even if we look at it from a front view of a lunge when somebody's lunging towards Towards me is that knee darting in as they stand up out of it. So I can see if that hip and glute and uh, uh, their quad is actually, you know, pulling that knee uh, in alignment of their foot or they don't have any kind of control with it. You can also tell once the, the walking lunge is weighted whether somebody is going to have, you know, just kind of structural pro, uh, problems when it comes to uh, where their core and, and how they use uh, to stabilize their, their midline. A lot of times you see people with a barbell on your back and you're, and you're doing a, a walking lunge forward. You see these people dip forward with their torso. In other words, their chest comes forward 
um, trying to stand up out of that lunge. Uh, to me, that's that's weakness of the midline. That's weakness of uh, you know stable, stabilization in that in that hip to keep us more vertical. Um, and then obviously we use it to to get you stronger. And and uh, and the one thing that you you might not know is is that you can. So in other words, if you say loaded up a barbell on your back and you did a lunge on each leg and you went for a max on each side, if you tallied up those two, those would be bigger than your back squat. Uh, and, and the reason is, is that we can actually, uh, each leg by themselves is stronger than both of them together. Um, that's because when we do the back squat, we have to take in, in mind that there's spinal loading and then our nervous system gets kind of out of control because it's like, hey, you have a shit ton of, uh, of weight on your back. So in other words, it's a way for us to trick your legs to get stronger, which then again will come back and help us in the back squat as well. Um, and so the more walking lunges we do and, and the heavy walking lunges we do, uh, you know, definitely adapts our legs to getting stronger without that neuromuscular kind of like uh, that hit, you know, like – you know when you've lifted heavy on a back squat, right? The next day you're like just kind of feeling kind of flat. Your legs are flat. We can do a lot of walking lunges and we might, you know, kind of skip that phase, right? Especially during this uh, part where we've really focused on uh, emphasizing really good mechanics. And, mm -hmm. you know, Wes has put a lot of walking lunges. You'll start seeing that when we start rolling back into the back squat, you'll start noticing maybe differences in your mechanics of the back squat. Also the feeling and sensations of coming out of the hole differently, Um and, and even maybe not even out of the hole differently, maybe just up in the last quarter part when you're trying to get up to extension, uh, you know, they will benefit, benefit strength and they will obviously uh, really kind of lock down stru some structural changes that we need to make. Yeah, absolutely. And let me add this to the, the conversation. And um, I, I actually don't know, um, Sharon gathered these questions for us. So I don't know actually who asked, asked the question, but um, if you feel like you're getting the same thing over and over again, you might need to come to a different day too. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, so uh, it, you know, we do. If you kind of look at the program as we go through, we have some some kind of specifics emphasis on different days, and so uh, um, so mixing that up, uh, coming an extra day, right? Or uh, or coming in on uh, you know, generally we have a, a good amount of single arm, single leg work on Fridays because. Uh, because we have our all levels group and, you know, we want to get people balanced from the get go. So it's a, a good opportunity for our veterans to come in and get some really good fundamental work mm -hmm. that, uh, that might get, uh, that, that we don't, that they won't see as much during just the regular kind of performance classes. And then it's good fundamentals. Uh, you know, if you're going to teach someone, you might as well get them, get them started off right from the get go. And so, um, creating some balance with our our newer uh, foundation folks, and so it's a it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good class to come to on Fridays is is to to get in there in the mornings and and kind of get some of that good fundamental work with uh, with the all levels group. But uh, but that's that's another thing, you know. If you're if you're if you come every single day on the same day, and that's the only day that you come, um, you might notice a little bit of trend for sure. <laughs> um, and that's important because that, that helps us to plan, you know, what we want, you know, moving forward and have some structure to the program. And, and again, you know, that's one thing that we, we try to pride ourselves on. We do feel like we, that you need to have some structure, um, to your program. So, um, so we, we do, we'll, we will see some, um, some kind of carryover on, on, on the, on the days that we're doing things. So we're actually progressing those days throughout the course of the, uh, uh, the cycle, the, the kind of the micro and the micro macro cycle there. And I, you know, another thing too, is that, you know, I think sometimes we look at these simple things and people are like, Oh man, like walking lunges aren't cool. Right. Well, 
the end of the day, man, be the best damn walking lunges like athlete there is in the gym. I mean, if you hit it all the time, like load it up, have great form, be structurally sound. I mean, make the simple things look complex. It's possible. It's just, uh, I think too many times people are like, oh, I want to do muscle ups. But, you know, I put them underneath like, uh, you know, uh, we have this version of the lunge called the Bulgarian split squat. You know, these guys, they, they do muscle ups all day. And I, I put them, hey, put 30% of your body weight in each hand and, and do eight reps on each leg. And they can't do it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, that's like, that's huge. That's a, that's a lapse in that, that fundamentals. And so, um, you know, make simple complex. Last thing to to piggyback on Aaron's point, um, my rant, your rant. <laughs> so also know if you're the best lunger in the gym, you're probably the most efficient saber tooth tiger hunter <laughs> too, right? So sure. you're gonna you're gonna be able to like you're gonna drive that spear through the saber tooth tiger, and we're all gonna be you know. Feasting, yeah, on the feasting, on, <laughs> spe- feasting on the spit. So, um, so, so, you know, if you're tired of of of, uh, of walking lunges, put a little into a little perspective, and then go go apply it. Right, yeah, go kill go. a pig or something. Sure. Right. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, back on back on on point here. So we've got our last question today. Um, is is a good one. It's a doozy. Uh, so the question is, how com- how competitive should we be? I see articles posted about not being competitive, but every other gym is competitive, and y'all hold competitions. So should we be competitive with ourselves, with others? So, Aaron, you want to you want to start us off on that? I, one? I don't know if you want me to start off. Let's have you. Let's have you start right, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the political correct version, <laughs> and then I'll, no, I'll no. say whatever I'm going to say. <laughs> If you haven't noticed, uh, Aaron is of the two of us. He's he's a little more cynical than I am, and that's all right. It's good. We want to give you, you know, we want to give you both sides, both life, sides right? of the coin here. Um, so let me start off by saying this: uh, being competitive is good because it drives you, it motivates you. Um, it, you know, it's this kind of carrot out there that that gives us. Um, you know that that makes us want to work harder and, and and kind of pushes us to 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 do the things that aren't comfortable or that are a little uncomfortable outside of our comfort zone. Um, so yes, I I would say I, being competitive is uh, is an essential part of uh, of continuing to improve and wanting to 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 be better. Um, we hold competitions. Um, I compete. In, in a sport, um, Aaron's competes in sports, or he has, right? Yes, yeah. um, and and that is a uh, that's a strong motivator for um, for people, you know, like myself that have um, have always kind of had this kind of competitive fire and always always you know competed. Um, With that said, right? There, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me ask you. This. Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. okay. Do you compete every day? I do not compete every day, and I think this is where this is where we maybe uh, differ from, you know, maybe the the general, uh, the you know, the general CrossFit you know mantra that every day that you walk into the gym, you should be you know in there ready to set a new PR, you know, rip the guy next to his head off and spit down his throat after you crush him in the wad, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, so with that, I mean, I think that, that you need to, it, 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 we want people to understand that there's a real, there's lots and lots of value and there's lots of, uh, you know, progress to be made 
if you focus on training, right, and preparing yourself to compete, um, and then competing, you know, when it's appropriate and when, when it's game time. When it's game time, you know, if you're gonna, you know, go and do the CrossFit Classics, by by gosh, you know, you know that comes up at the gym. It comes up once a month in town. It comes up in the gym. Um, Every other month. So if you, you know, if you want that to be a goal of yours and you want to compete, hey, power to you. You know, whether you're you're brand new or you've been here for three, four, five years, right? You know, setting those goals and pushing yourself and actually training to go and compete is, in my opinion, the biggest bang for your buck. Now, if you come in here and you want to you know, if, if game day, every day is game day when you walk into the gym, you, you're going to make some strides on that, right? You're going to, you know, it's, you're going to stay motivated. It's going to be fun. Um, and, but, uh, you know, what I've seen and what we've seen is that kind of, I'm going to compete in and try to, you know, put all my eggs in, in the basket of who's, who's got the top time on the board every day. It's fleeting. You know, you just, you just get to a point where um, you have to put a little bit more purpose into your training. As opposed to just saying, "Hey, I'm going to try to, um, you know, I'm going to try to beat Sally's time on the board, mm-hmm. um, and, and whatever, whatever it takes, at all costs. Whether you know, whether RX is 20 pounds more than my one rep max, I'm, I'm going to do it because, by gosh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk out of here without an RX next to my name. <laughs> and so, um, so you have to find balance, right? So uh, there's not necessarily, you know, do you want to compete? Yeah, if you want to, that's great. It, you know, kind of on our last one too, we talked about, we looked at that article and said, you know, some people are in here to to just be better at life, and there's really there's nothing wrong at all with that. Um, and that, those are great goals. If you know, we have these life goals outside of the gym um, that we want to come to the gym to to help us be better. You know, be a part of a community, um, you know, meet people. Uh, and like have this healthy lifestyle that's going to really pay dividends for us um, in our everyday life. You know that's that's a great goal too. And if 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 that um, if that's kind of where you you find yourself in the whole spectrum of things, hey, there's there's nobody at CrossFit Austin that's going to think any less of you because of that, mm-hmm. right? No, that that's uh, that's well said. I guess just uh, I guess my version is that if I had to like explain it through my eyes, I would say. Um, you know, go to the CrossFit Classics and, and look at everybody move, right? There's going to be some mechanical faults uh, that are going to be easily spotted out through the majority of the people working out. I mean, I see it at every CrossFit Classics, okay? Um, now, in my head, I always want our clients to, to kind of – how I always look at it is, is that you want to have this, like, piggy bank, right? And the piggy bank is bad reps. I really don't want that piggy bank <laughs> – to overflow, right? <laughs> Your duration here with us, I do not want bad reps. So if you think that if you're competing like the CrossFit Classics and those people that are gutting out reps, which in doubt I get it, it's going to happen in competition. But if you have that mindset every day, that piggy bank is going to be filled with a lot of shitty reps. Um, and with that said, um, bad reps comes injury, okay? It comes like, uh, you know, sub-recruiting muscles. In other words, recruiting muscles that shouldn't be used in, in, in movement patterns, but you use them anyways to compensate for fatigue or just, uh, you know, neuromuscular, like, uh, deficiencies. Uh, your joints then get out of line. Then before you know it, you don't know what your body is going to feel like 10 years down the road. You might be 25, 30, 35, and feel great right now, and we love that. But 
10 years down the road, I want you still to be feeling that same way. And I still want a very little bad reps in that piggy bank. We do do comp- we do like obviously host competitions. And what's great about this is that we host competitions at every level. We host competitions that if you are new, you can scale down and do and do it with perfect form. We have competitions that uh, you know attract a bigger crowd, like the Athlete Open, which is uh, a little bit more hardcore. Um, and you know, and like we've stated before, there's certain training that goes with each one of these competitions. Um, what I would look like, what I would, what I'd want a, a client base to to do now is to really look at being competitive. I guess with your own movement and with your own training, in the sense of trying to have perfect training to allow you to do these competitions once once a month, or you know, whenever you guys decide to go out outside of uh, CFA and do other competitions. Um, I know other gyms uh, are very competitive and, you know, try to have this competitive, uh, you know, lifestyle or or day-to-day kind of grind. Um, And honestly, I'll be honest, I don't think it's right. I mean, I don't think it's uh, correct, you know. Yeah, you know, I think you you look at, like, what's the essence that we want with CrossFit Austin and – you know, do we do we like to compete? Yeah, man, we're 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 competitors. We're former athletes. We're current athletes, um, and uh, we're you know we're coaches. We coach athletes. Um, and we co- coach competitors. You know, at, at all different levels, right? Um, but it's not who we are, right? That's not like that's not the essence of of what we we want to get across. You know, I think there's uh, and I always go back. It's funny because you know I've been around this CrossFit stuff for you know, going on seven years now. And, uh, in the beginning, again, you know, there was kind of all these different principles that were laid out. And one of the most, you know, attractive to me was this kind of concept of, of, uh, what they call virtuosity where, you know, doing, uh, doing the common uncommonly well. Right. And, and, you know, really focusing on excellence, kind of like Aaron talked about excellence of movement, um, you know, mastering the basics, mastering the fundamentals, um, and then, you know, on top of that, you know, one of the other principles was, Hey, you know, you, you, you've got to, you know, you gotta, you gotta create an environment where, where people push themselves. And, uh, and so I think as the, as CrossFit has evolved and, you know, what's put out there, um, has evolved, you, you know, the, the, the flashy stuff is, Hey, compete every day, you know, uh, you know, do whatever you can to win kind of thing. And, and and that's all fine and good, but a, a little bit of what's lost in that is, hey, in the beginning, a lot of this was about you know being virtuous with what you do, with your movement, with your training, um, with uh, you know how you handle yourself outside of the you know outside of the gym, you know, with nutrition, um, lifestyle, things like that. And so you know, taking that and you know focusing on, hey, how how well am I, how good am I making myself at all these different things? That's what's going to give us longevity um, in the training. You know, if you're a competitor, that's going to give you longevity in, you know, in the sport. Um, and, uh, and, and so, uh, you know, I think for us as a, as a facility, you know, we're much more concerned with people doing and doing things well and moving well then we're worried about with how competitive things are. And I've seen gyms, you know, there's gyms that are, that that is their focus, their only sole focus. And, you know, it, it breeds egos. It brings, it breeds dissension. 
And, you know, (laughs) like Aaron said, it breeds a piggy bank full of shitty movement. And that's, and, you know, and that's, that's, you know, as we, you know, we're always wanting to look out for, for, for you guys and not only in the short term, but in the long term. And so when we, when we look at what we do, um, we want to, uh, we want to keep both, both of those kind of um, curves in perspective. And so we try to strike a balance between, um, you know, offering a, a competitive environment that, 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 you know, is inducive to people working hard. Um, but we don't, you know, we're not here to, um, to have big egos and to, to let that be the, uh, the, uh, the sole driving force of what we do. Because again, I, to me, it's, it's very fleeting and there's, a, there's a finite amount of time that you can focus comp- completely on, on beating whoever's next to you, uh, you know, his butt on the workout until it, it just it, it, it doesn't really mean anything anymore. Yeah, definitely, and and, and uh, you know, I guess I look at it this way: there is no athlete, Olympian, pro, or anything else, even athlete in CrossFit, even the the handful of guys that I, I train. Um, you know, none of them, none of them train like compete every day. Yeah, not a single one of them. You know, and we'll link it in the show notes, but. A great article for, especially if, if you're an aspiring like CrossFit athlete, is Tlana Fortunato, you know, two-time top ten games athlete, put an article out. And I think we, we linked it on Facebook when it came out, or at least shared it. And it was like the ten things that you have to do. And not one of them was beat your neighbor every day, yeah. right? And, it's, and, it, it, and, it, and it like lists out the things that like what it takes, you know, to, to – to be at the top, you know, or to what are what are the top people doing every day? And everything, every one of those things um, has to do with some kind of you know virtuosity, right? Coming in thirty minutes to warm up on your own, um, you know, being very uh, particular about movement quality and efficiency. You know, all these she lists ten different things where it's like, you know, this is what it takes. And so and so again, it's not it, it, it never has been. You know, who can beat your next door neighbor the most times in a week it's about you know how much better you can make yourself and what are the you know, what are the things that you can do to constantly improve and constantly make yourself better um and so so if you can keep that in perspective you know uh think in terms of of doing things right and moving well um then you're going to have a a long kind of a you're going to have a long lifespan in this in this training um you know, this training life here. So, sure. um, so yeah, so that's, that's what we'd say to that. Um, anything else? Nope. No. Hey, we, we, we got it in. We were just under 40 minutes. So, uh, so I, depending on where you stand, we're either eight minutes, two minutes early or eight minutes late on it. But, uh, um, but we got it all in today. So, uh, thanks again, guys. We've got some more questions and we'll still have, um, you know, we'll, we'll be kind of coming around the gym and asking stuff. If you have anything, feel free to, to, to email it in as well. Um, but thanks for listening, and we will see you guys two weeks. Bye. Thanks.